0: Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. I am the host with the most, the Honey Badger, here to give it to you straight and transparent about the RV business as well as other things. Um, I'm excited about this episode because I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be the full-on Honey Badger. I'm gonna give you info that is so transparent it might scare you. How transparent I'm gonna be. And, and this is going to go towards more of the used RV market. Now, I'm going to do a complete educational video about this. I restarted it uh, for my February 1st RV update, among other things. So pay attention to that if you're a fan of the regular channel, HBRV Lifestyle. Um, you know... Spotify, Amazon, all these places have started to promote organically this show, which is badass. But you know what's even more badass? Coming out and telling you that the used RV market has just taken a right turn at Albuquerque. Or left turn at Albuquerque. It depends on which Bugs Bunny episode you're watching. Here's the thing that's probably going to make owners of RVs mad, especially if you bought anything during COVID or you bought anything before COVID. So, I'm going to give you two scenarios here. Both scenarios, watch this, pay attention to this. Both scenarios are going to piss somebody off. But do me a favor don't shoot the messenger scenario number one we're in middle of 2021 okay middle 2021 your spouse is tired of the small little travel trailer you're in so you go to eight different dealerships including phone calls trying to get a deal below MSRP or below 20% off MSRP on the next rig that your spouse has fallen in love with. So you go to the local dealer first and you go what's my trade worth and you paid 15 grand for this travel trailer five years ago and the dealer says I'll give you 20 grand for that today they're like holy crap it's worth more than what I paid for five years ago God I love my trade value but, uh, I don't really want to pay that much for that fifth wheel. Now that person is calling in every dealership the last six months across the U.S. and Canada going, damn, I love the prices. The prices are amazing. You guys are taking massive losses. Oh, my trade's not worth that much. You guys are trying to rip me off. Scenario number one. So that's scenario number one. The customer... Loved their trade value, but felt they were getting ripped off on the new price. Now they're like, great prices on the new stuff. Now you're ripping me off on my trade. Okay. The truth to that scenario number one person is you didn't dig deeper into the actual numbers. You heard the value of your trade both times. You did not take into context the difference figure hadn't changed. The difference figure, I'm going to repeat that again, the difference figure between the new RV prices and what the used trade-in value is or was did not change in almost three years. Until... Now, now we're in scenario number two. Scenario number two was people who have just now started coming back into the market that are like sitting there going, okay, it's gonna crash some more. So we're gonna get more for our trade next year even though the is going down, we're going to get more for our trade next year, and they're going to really discount everything next year. They're going to get so desperate, it's going to be like 75% off MSRP. Because Lazy Days is saying 76% off MSRP, so I can only imagine everybody else is going to do that, right? Well, first off, you have to look at the actual math. That Lazy Days uses for 76% off MSRP. When you get the sticker price from Lazy Days and you compare it to their price online, it's not 76% off. They haven't incorporated all their fees yet. So what they do is they add up. Especially if it's a motorhome. Let's say it's a $200,000 motorhome. They're going to add $20,000, $25,000 in fees on top of the MSRP, including freight and destination charges and all that stuff. Then you get 76% off. So the psychology of situation number two is, our trade value is gonna go up when Trump gets elected or Biden gets re-elected and everything's gonna crash on the dealership side. We're gonna they're gonna overpay for our trade and we're gonna underpay for the new one. Hate to burst your bubble, but it's going the other way around, and it ain't gonna change. Okay. The reason is is you have Here's the biggest problem that we have as a consumer of goods or a customer of material things. We grow an attachment to the wrong devices. Okay. It's funny because when I sit down in front of somebody and write out every scenario for them. I did this earlier today. I wrote out a scenario for a guy. He's upside down humongously in his truck. And when I wrote it down for him and kind of cast its shadow out of it, he took it home. He called me back about two hours after he got home. He dwelled on this thing because it pissed him off at first. But then after he had time to like Crunch everything and kind of go over all the scenarios I wrote out for him. He called me back and he said, You know what? I'm not ready. That's what it really is. He goes, I thought I was ready to make a purchase and I'm not. Because here's a fact of life for the scenario number two people. And I tell every salesperson this. I tell any salesperson I train. I tell every single private party seller. I tell everybody that I train that sells private party. I train that I train that does consignments. When somebody is severely upside down in their trade, there's three scenarios that occur. Scenario number one is they are so in love with the new unit, they do whatever it takes to move on from the old one. Lots of people do that. I would say a third, not all the way, but a third of people, if they need 20 grand down to get out of their old rig and into the new one at a reasonable payment, they'll do it in a heartbeat. Because the fact of the matter is is that you have to love the new unit you're going into more than your money and your current unit. That's a fact. It'll make you guys mad to hear that, but it's the truth because that's scenario number two, where you love your money and your current RV more than the one you're negotiating on. And the third is gonna be the folks that are caught in between, which is the other third of people. They're caught between a rock and a hard place. They know they wanna get out of their old rig, but they don't have the resources or the credit to get out of it yet. So I told this guy, I said, look, if I were in your shoes, take your truck and consign it somewhere. You're not using it right now. Maybe rent it out on one of these platforms because you know there's platforms out there you can rent your vehicle, your trucks on, cars, even RVs, right? And I said what you need to do is take don't pay down the loan. Take the money you make from the rental or if you consign it have it consigned for what you owe on it pay whatever the fee is when they sell it three grand twenty five hundred whatever they're gonna charge you if you're gonna rent it sock the money in a bank account and when you've collected at this in his scenario when you've collected eighteen thousand dollars no matter what the trick is valued at let's say it takes you a year who cares if the book dropped off a cliff? If you have eighteen grand saved, I can get you out of the truck and put you in the motorhome. He looked at me, or he, well actually I assume he looked at me. Call he called when it was over the phone when he when he when we were talking about this. And he hung up on a very good note. I have another customer. That's the person I'm thinking about. I was looking at me. I had one customer straight out tell me, "I don't care. I'm gonna go get fifteen thousand dollars for my ten-year-old, eighteen-foot travel trailer." And I was talking to his wife, and I find out the travel trailer has been listed for fifteen grand for six months. And I try to tell the guy, showed the guy the book, and what I'm willing, what I would list it for and he pretty much stormed out of the dealership and told me to go fuck myself that i don't know what i'm talking about those words don't blame the guy telling you what the true value of your trade is it is ba- the value of your trade is not based on some want or need to rip you off Sometimes it is. I'm not going to say everybody is, is perfect in the world. You have bad eggs. But that's why you're taught to go get multiple looks. I won't give anybody a real true trade value till they show up with their trade. I'll give them a ballpark. Because the problem is is that 50 percent of people that trade in their RVs lately lie about the condition of their RV. Straight out fucking lie to me. I'm the most transparent guy in the world and I can't get transparency back. I get lies. How would you feel if I just, all I did all the time was lie to you until everything was sunshine and rainbows. Gave you a trade value, had you unhooked the trailer, put it into a bay, blocked it off from you even being able to get to it. And then come out and beat you back on your trade. You wouldn't like that, right? stop lying about your unit if you're one of those guys stop lying see that's the scary part for me if you're gonna go buy private party you i get lied to 50 percent of the time half the time when a trade comes in it is nowhere near the condition that somebody says it is You know how many deals I've had to like turn the people away and send them on their way and pat them on their butt that drove six, seven hours to get here? Because the pictures they sent me on their trade-in were from like five years ago. And when I tell you, if you rate it from the inside and outside, what what, what what's the condition? You know, scale one to 10? Oh, it's a 10. The interior is a 10? Oh yeah, it's a 10. And the exterior? It's 10. Nothing's wrong with it. Everything works. Yep, everything works. Everything works. There's no problems. There are some people who are really deceptive. They get their rig cleaned up so good that it looks immaculate, and then I go plug it in after they take off, and nothing gets. Nothing works. I have one unit, 2022 Grand Design Transcend travel trailer. I plug it in. Everything worked when the customer was here on battery power, but I went to go put, put it into shore power now that we were done with their walkthrough and everything because everything looked good to me. It was clean, it was gorgeous. No, nothing wrong with it. Then all of a sudden refrigerator doesn't work and get cold. That's $2,000 out of my pocket. The AC compressor's dead. They lied to me. Flat out lied to me. And now I'm stuck with a unit I paid book for. Full wholesale book. My profit margin may be 300 or 400 bucks after I replace all the appliances that are broken. Am I complaining? No, because if I w- I'm just giving you a reality. And the reality is, is private party set buying is scary to me because you don't know what you're going to get. No clue. So when we're talking about and, and, and this is the other thing you guys need to understand, okay? And this is, this is more of a, uh, 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 and this is not to slap you in the face. This is just more of a, again, a reality check. I don't care what thing other people list used RVs for. Don't care. Doesn't have anything to do with me. I care what I can get financed on a rig. That's what I care about i can list a travel trailer or a motorhome that i can get 40 grand finance for i can list it for 90 grand i can list it for 85 grand does that mean i'm gonna sell it for 85 grand no i'm probably gonna sell it for closer to 40 or 45 because that's what the bank is going to lend on stop gauging and it's not your fault let me let me put that way it's not your fault it isn't like The car business where there's so much information about what banks will lend on cars that it's very easy to price stuff okay does that make sense so you you, there isn't that kind of stuff because all you got to go on is the fucking fairy dust that dealerships try to spread on deals like I'm gonna overinflate this motorhome's price so when they make me an offer, it's gonna look like an amazing deal. We're gonna do the big fucking fish story, and they wonder why they have a bunch of used motorhomes in stock. I'm not I'm not joking with you. I mean, it's that there there is fairy dust dealers out there who think it's just so magical to okay, so we took in a trailer for 20 grand, we're gonna list it for 45 just because we can. And so when a customer walks in and we discounted $15,000, they're going to feel like they got a steal. Or the private party guy that put no money down, finance, tax, and license. He bought it for 37, but he still owes 44 because he fricking didn't pay tax and license up front. So he's asking 44 grand. I got one guy scenario, he owes 26 grand on a fifth wheel. And he says, well, I see him listed everywhere for 34 and 35 grand. Who cares what they're listed for? That doesn't matter. That's if you have a cash buyer who's willing not to look and negotiate and look for a better price. Financing is 85% of the RV market, some sort of financing, credit union, personal loan, bank financing, dealer financing, 401k, taking a second out of the home, refinancing home and taking equity out. There's tons of ways that people finance RVs. The majority of the time they get a loan through a credit union or they get a loan through a bank. On that particular scenario, the bank's going to finance 23 to 24 grand. So he's not that far away. He's realistically four or five grand upside down. That's easy. That's somebody that put money down. But to want 35 grand for a coach that will get financed between 23 and 24. Common sense. well, I added up everything on J.D. Power and that's what it said. That J.D. Power that you see for free that's public is bullshit when it comes to lending. Trade in wholesale book times 120%. That's the base model or basic lending guideline for how banks and credit unions finance used RVs. Well, most of the time, credit unions are gonna do 90 to 80% of retail book with no ads. Especially when you have a Keystone product, when Keystone lists majority of the, the options that you can click are standard equipment. And it's listed right there in the listing. All that shit is standard equipment. So you don't get to add those things because that's already factored into the retail book. And it's the one the banks use that dealerships have to pay for. It costs me $3,000 a year to have that access to those lending guidelines. $500 a year per store for six stores that's $3,000 now if you'd like to pay for it I can send you the link through the email if you want to see what real is if you want to play around and pay for $500 a year to play with it I'm more than happy to send you the link to it that way you can do it because they also have cars boats they have all kinds of stuff it's good it's good it's a good tool Otherwise you're farting in the wind as a dealer not knowing really what a true value of an RV is gonna be or a car or boat or anything like that. I was telling a guy on Carvana today, I'm selling my Honda Hyundai Santa Fe. They offered me thirteen thousand seven hundred dollars. It's four grand below retail, but it's seven hundred dollars over wholesale they're going to get 15 grand financed on it their profit margin's 1300 bucks 9% that's what i'm trying to tell you guys like there's too many people out there screaming and yelling that they're getting ripped off I got one lady screaming and yelling at me giving me all kinds of scenarios trying to help her fixing. She lives up in up in Oregon. She is so mad that when she writes me emails, she writes it in all caps. I'm like, "Ma'am, I wrote her back saying, "Look, I understand you're having all these issues that I said, you've traded in four units in five years. Why do you keep thinking people are ripping you off and why do you keep trading them in? Well, they're all pieces of shit. Why do you say that? She gave me a list of cosmetic things. And then I find out that she's lived lived in every single unit. And she's got the money. She keeps writing a check for the new RVs. And she doesn't like their trade-in values. Because the trade-in values, they're ripping me off. They're ripping me off. They're ripping me off. That's all I hear from her. And I understand it. I understand why she feels that way. Hell, I don't want to take a hit on things. But it's the nature of everything. Cars, boats, televisions, microwaves, refrigerators. Everything loses value. If you buy a microwave today and you go to sell it online you're gonna lose half its value it's the nature of owning and using things people don't go to the goodwill or the thrift store to go buy things for new prices they go and pay for the used price because new loses value you go to buy new clothes you wear them, they wear, they tore, they tear, they lose their color. It goes into a thrift store. The thrift store when it's sold for 20 bucks doesn't list it for 19. It's like a 3 or 4 dollar shirt at that point. So I understand it. And then she sent me a picture of one of the RVs and I'm like, no wonder they're hitting her what they're hitting her. It's beat up she lived in it rough and hard she's got three freaking big dogs you're gonna live in a fifth wheel with three massive dogs we're talking about like german shepherd-sized dogs what'd you think was gonna happen That nothing was going to get beat up with those size, beautiful, great creatures? you got to be kidding me. It's a joke. If you think that three dogs are not going to beat it up. I mean, folks, I get there's bad eggs. Don't think I don't know that there's bad eggs and that there's bad units out there. I have been told... Numerous times on my main channel, why don't you tell everybody what a piece of shit that trailer is? Why don't you tell everybody what a piece of shit? Because they're not. For the most part, RVs, there is a super majority. I want you to pay attention to this. Let's use Amazing Liz as the benchmark. Okay? Amazing Liz has 377 videos on her website or on her YouTube channel. And Amazing Liz does nothing but bash everybody. It's negative, 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 negative. 377 people in three years. Now, let's say, because of time constraints, and because of her schedule and her life, that she missed out on probably another thousand people over the last three years. So let's round up and say it's 1500 people that have had massive nasty ass problems. Okay? I want you to food for thought for this, okay? They built in the last 3 years 1.5 million coaches. So let's go 1%. Let's say 50, she let's say she missed out on a lot more than that. Let's say in the last 3 years there were 15,000 rigs that were just hell holes. And the industry bought built 1.5 million in the last 3 years. I'm not talking about shit that gets fixed. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about stuff in the first year that oh god the cabinet fell off the freaking balance because COVID shitty covid building i'm not talking about that i'm not talking about appliances going dead that get replaced or fixed i'm not talking about that stuff i'm referring to the stuff like the really bad frame flex stuff the roof issues uh the the chassis the lipper chassis snaps or cracks okay i'm talking about the major failures that were so bad that the entire rig is a total loss and that either the insurance company not covering it or the manufacturers being a bitch. I'm talking about those guys. So that means 1%. Now 1% is still too much, guys. I'm not saying it's not too much. I'm saying that means if we didn't estimate 15,000 15, rigs, it's 5,000 rigs a year that are fucked to hell beyond anything. That's 1%. Of all the RVs built that are not salvageable, they're not fixable, they're not workable. So they all piece of crap? No. Are there some there built better than others? Sure. Are they even perfect? Hell no. Aren't even built perfectly as a brand? Hell no. They cut corners. And anybody who tells you they don't cut corners is lying. And by the way, Grand Design, worst corner cutters in the universe, especially on their fifth wheels. All right. So until next time, have a good one.